Welcome to your Monday edition of Transformation Radio.
And now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 19, verses 1 through 21. You know, praise is the heartfelt response to God by those who love Him. The more you get to know God and realize what He's done, the more you'll respond with praise. Praise is at the very heart of true worship. So let your praise of God flow out of your realization of who He is and how much He loves you. A vast crowd in heaven initiates the chorus of praise to God for His victory. And then the 24 elders join the chorus. Finally, the great choir of heaven once again praises God. The wedding of the Lamb has come. This is the culmination of human history, the judgment of the wicked and the wedding of the Lamb and His bride, the church. The church consists of all faithful believers from all time. The bride's clothing stands in sharp contrast to the gaudy clothing of the great prostitute that is also part of the scripture. The bride's clothing represents the good deeds of the believers. These good deeds are not done by believers to their merit, but they reflect the work of Christ to save us. The angel did not accept John's homage when he tried to worship him. Uh, He said to worship only God. Only God is worthy of our worship. Like John, uh, it would be easy for us to become overwhelmed by this prophetic pageant, but Jesus is the central focus of God's revelation and His redemptive plan as announced by the prophets. Now, as we go through the book of Revelation... Don't get bogged down in all the uh, details of the awesome visions. Remember that the uh, overarching theme in all the visions is the ultimate victory of Jesus Christ over all evil. Well, John's vision shifts again as we read on here. Uh, Heaven opens and Jesus appears, this time not as a lamb, but as a warrior on a white horse, which symbolizes victory, of course. Jesus came first as a lamb to be a sacrifice for sin. But he'll return as a conqueror and king to execute judgment. Jesus' first coming brought forgiveness. His second will bring judgment. The battle lines have been drawn between God and evil, and the world is waiting for the king to ride onto the field. Well, this scene that we'll read about in verse 15 uh, provides a graphic display of the wrath of God. It shows God's anger and judgment against sin and against those who have constantly rejected Christ as the means of forgiveness and reconciliation. But God's wrath exists alongside His mercy. In each generation, there must be balanced preaching and teaching about God's grace and His anger against sin. Well, finally, uh, the fiery lake of burning sulfur is the final destination of the wicked. This lake is different from the bottomless pit referred to earlier in chapter 9. The Antichrist and the false prophet are thrown into the fiery lake. Then their leader, Satan himself, will be thrown into that lake. And finally, death and the grave. Afterward, everyone whose name is not recorded in the book of life will also be thrown into the fiery lake. All right, uh, kind of a scary picture there. Let's read all about it now here in the New Testament. December 28th. The New Testament, Revelation chapter 19, verses 1 through 21. After this, I, John, heard what sounded like a vast crowd in heaven shouting, Praise the Lord! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. His judgments are true and just. He has punished the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality. He has avenged the murder of his servants. 
and again their voices rang out, Praise the Lord! The smoke from that city ascends forever and ever. Then the twenty-four elders and the four living beings fell down and worshipped God, who was sitting on the throne. They cried out, Amen! Praise the Lord! And from the throne came a voice that said, Praise our God, all His servants, all who fear Him, from the least to the greatest. Then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a vast crowd, or the roar of mighty ocean waves, or the crash of loud thunder. Praise the Lord! For the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and let us give honor to Him. For the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb, and His bride has prepared herself. She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear, for the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words that come from God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said, No, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers and sisters who testify about their faith in Jesus. Worship only God, for the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. Then I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood and his title was The Word of God. The armies of heaven dressed in the finest of pure white linen followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will release the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty, like juice flowing from a winepress. On his robe, at his thigh, was written this title, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting to the vultures flying high in the sky, Come, gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Come and eat the flesh of kings, generals, and strong warriors, of horses and their riders, and of all humanity, both free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army, and the beast was captured and with him the false prophet who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast, miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Both the beast and his false prophet were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the one riding the white horse, and the vultures all gorged themselves on the dead bodies." Psalm 147, verses 1 through 20. Now sometimes we feel as if we don't understand ourselves and what we want or how we feel, what's wrong with us or what we should do about it. But God's understanding has no limit, and therefore He understands us fully. If you feel troubled and don't understand yourself, remember that God understands you perfectly. Take your mind off yourself and focus on God. Seek to become more and more like Him. 
The more you learn about God and His ways, the better you will understand yourself. Now, we may spend a lot of effort trying to sharpen our skills or become physically fit. And nothing wrong with uh, doing any of that. Uh, in fact, our gifts can be used to glorify God. But when we use our gifts with no regard for God, they're indeed worth little. It's our honor and trust that God desires. When He has those, then He'll use our gifts and strengths in ways far greater than we can imagine. Now, the nation of Israel, the descendants of Jacob, it was special to God because to its people God brought His laws. And through His people He sent His Son, Jesus Christ. Now any individual who follows God is just as special to Him. In fact, the Bible says that the real nation of Israel is not a specific people or geographic place, but the community of all who believe in and obey God. Psalm 147, verses 1-20 through 20. Praise the Lord! How good to sing praises to our God! How delightful and how fitting! The Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem and bringing the exiles back to Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. How great is our Lord! His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. The Lord supports the humble, but He brings the wicked down into the dust. Sing out your thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to our God with a harp. He covers the heavens with clouds, provides rain for the earth, and makes the grass grow in mountain pastures. He gives food to the wild animals and feeds the young ravens when they cry. He takes no pleasure in the strength of a horse or in human might. No, the Lord's delight is in those who fear Him, those who put their hope in His unfailing love. Glorify the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For He has strengthened the bars of your gates and blessed your children within your walls. He sends peace across your nation and satisfies your hunger with the finest wheat. He sends His orders to the world, how swiftly His word flies. He sends the snow like white wool. He scatters frost upon the ground like ashes. He hurls the hail like stones. Who can stand against His freezing cold? Then, at His command, it all melts. He sends His winds, and the ice thaws. He has revealed His words to Jacob, His decrees and regulations to Israel. He has not done this for any other nation. They do not know His regulations. Praise the Lord! Proverbs chapter 31, verses 1 through 7. The sayings of King Lemuel contain this message, which his mother taught him. O my son, O son of my womb, O son of my vows, do not waste your strength on women, on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, to guzzle wine. Rulers should not crave alcohol, for if they drink, they may forget the law and not give justice to the oppressed. Alcohol is for the dying, and wine for those in bitter distress. Let them drink to forget their poverty and remember their troubles no more. Oh.
every misstep that kept me in the dark. But now I stand face to face with the light of your grace, and the weight of all my shame begins to fall once and for all. Once and for all. Once and for That'll do her for today's radio. Have a blessed day.